Get ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Welcome to Speak Life. We're so glad you're here with us. Uh, I believe this is going to be a very empowering broadcast for you. Uh, We've got a great show prepared for you, and I'm very excited to shine the light of Christ upon your heart today uh, through truth, revelation, knowledge, and God's wisdom. The Bible says that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. And, uh, you know, many people are dealing with a spirit of fear right now based upon uh, world events. I want to remind you that God already prophesied and spoke about these things. God is shaking the nations and causing the exposure of the deeply embedded demonic forces that have attacked and distressed God's people for far too long. And God is exposing it to judge these things who have risen up like a pharaoh to afflict the people of God. And God promises in his word that he will deal with the unrighteous and the wicked. Listen, I believe God spoke to me this morning about him coming like the rain. In fact, there's been several things that God's been saying to me about rain. And uh, in April, we're going to see record rains. God spoke to me about April and May, how things were going to shift and turn around in that time. Uh, But in April, we're going to see record rains. And uh, God showed me that he's opening the heavens and he's going to rain on Putin's parade. I know there's a lot of different views about what's happening and a lot of different uh, information and even some disinformation. Uh, But I'm hearing from God. God spoke to me and said, the rain is coming. The rain is coming. And God's going to rain on his parade and he's going to wash Washington at the same time. And so I believe God has heard the cries of the righteous. So do not fear. God's going to swat them down like flies. And I was praying this morning, and I heard the Lord say, Did I tell you that I will bless those who bless you, bless you and curse those who curse you? And then they'll come at you one way, but they'll flee in seven. I will strike them down and swat them like flies. Only be strong and very courageous and don't be afraid or confused, for I am with you, says the Lord. Listen, God is on our side. He's on the battlefield. And according to prophet Jeremiah in uh, Jeremiah 20:11, he says, "He is the dread warrior that has come to fight every foe standing against his people." And if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. We're not fearful. We're not afraid. God has called us blessed, and we cannot be cursed. Amen. So continue to pray and declare the victory of the Lord, and the light will drive out the darkness. You know, the enemy wants to try to convince you that you won't get your destiny. Uh, But Jesus said, the devil is a liar and the father of all lies. And the devil wants to make fools out of sane people, causing them to move in a wrong spirit with the spirit of fear. When all along the Holy Spirit is moving outside the normal course of our thinking, you know, his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So I want to encourage you, reject all fear and stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Come under the influence of the spirit of truth and life. 
and watch all fear and intimidation go in Jesus' name. There's a flow of life here today. And as we lift our hands to him, to the Lord, and truly there's an anointing being released right now. I can feel the, the manifest presence of the Lord right here, right now. I can feel him breathing in my soul, whispering in my ear, and releasing peace that passes all understanding. Hope is being restored and life is being imparted to every person right now through Jesus Christ. Lord, we truly can feel your heart beating in our hearts. Truly, we can hear your words whispering in that still, small voice in our spirit. No matter what is surrounding us, the storms, the fires, the earthquakes, the shakings, you hide us under the shelter of your wings, under your shadow. Lord, let us breathe the air of destiny, the air of the future, the air of tomorrow now. Let us breathe that now and bring the hope and the light of the future into our today. Come and open our ears to see that which you've already planned. <clears throat> what you spoke in heaven, Lord, we pray, let it be manifest here on earth as it is in heaven. And we ask these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So welcome again to Speak Life today. This is the place of hope, the place of life. Why? Because Jesus Christ is risen and alive today. And we are risen with Christ and seated in heavenly places in dominion far above the powers of the enemy. And we have an abundance of life and hope that we want to share with others. In a world where far too many are speaking doom and gloom and death, we refuse that. And we speak life. You know, Proverbs 18.21 declares, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. As believers in Jesus Christ, we're called to speak life. And today I want to pour from the well springs of life an abundance of wisdom, peace, joy, insight, light, life. Uh, because we're called... Uh, to live not only in the now, but also in the future, the hope thereof. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 11, uh, God declares he's made everything beautiful in its time. He's also put eternity in their hearts. Listen, God has put eternity into the hearts of every man. That is the prophetic, a glimpse of the future and the hope, the plan that God has for you. Eternity is now and tomorrow and yesterday all together. You know, too many people get stuck in the past and it begins to control them. And it stops you from living in your design from God, your uh, spiritual DNA. You know, we're called to know the hope and the future and the prophetic plans that God has for us. And that fuels us to see beyond the current conditions of the world around us. That's why God said to Elijah, don't get caught up in the storm, don't get caught up in the fire, don't get caught up in the earthquake. Listen to the still small voice. I'll tell you the things that are come that are to come. You know, 
so we're not to allow these things to to stunt us and stop us uh, and, and get us to look at the past and evaluate that way. But we're called to see past the current conditions around us and call those things which be not as though they already are. And when you can balance your past, your present, and your future, let me tell you that threefold cord is not easily broken. All fear is easily overpowered. And according to Romans 16.20, the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. And God is activating a greater prophetic anointing upon the church uh, to believe him for the prophesied promise of a beautiful future. Not just one day in heaven, but today and in the days to come. Everything is beautiful in its time. And the prophetic anointing is a great anointing from God to empower and to encourage his people. There is a future and a destiny to contend for. Amen. Amen. Well, today I have the privilege of having on the show a, uh, on the show a dear friend, a brother, uh, a world-renowned rock star who has graced stages all throughout the world with some of the greatest names in the music business. Uh, names like Lenny Kravitz, Bobby Brown, Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. Uh, Philip Bailey, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Kim Clement, uh, Phil Keggy, and Lincoln Brewster, and so many more. And so right now, I, I want you to welcome with me, and I'm glad to welcome to the Speak Life show, my friend and my brother, Zorro. Welcome, Zorro. I'm so happy to be here on your show, and so happy to see your face, and uh, I'm honored to be a guest on your show, on your broadcast. Well, it's an honor to have you with us. You know, um, as we were walking through some of this uh, and planning some of this, I was thinking about Proverbs thirteen twelve, and it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. You know, in the message translation, it says, unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick, but a sudden good break can turn your life around. You know, God can suddenly open a door of hope and sudden breakthrough turns everything around. And uh, I was thinking about you in regards to that, because uh, when I think about people who are excellent in speaking about destiny and and believing for your future and what God's planned for you, I think of you. Uh, You've done such a great work in... uh, preparing um, material for people to 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 make it to press through to receive a hope and and know that god's going to work it all out and and who better to speak to it than someone who's seen the you know i know you i know the lows uh but i also know the heights and the stages and the and the accolades and the great things that you've seen the hand of god bless you with and and uh, but I've seen the battles in between and how you had to fight and press and believe. And, and uh, you know, you're just such a testament to the goodness of God and the grace of God, how he empowers us uh, for our destiny. So welcome. And, uh, you know, speak to that a little bit. Uh, first, tell people a little bit more about who you are and what you do, and then we'll jump into it. 
Sure. Well, uh, you covered it basically. Well, my name is Zorro. I am a drummer. I've spent the last 40 years playing around the world with a variety of different uh, famous people, um, both in the mostly in the secular, but also some in the Christian space. But in conjunction with that, I've been a, a minister for about 30 years around the world, speaking, teaching, preaching. I'm also a writer. I've written a few books. Um, uh, and I guess you would say the life message that burns within me is a message of teaching people how to live out God's dream for their life. I believe everybody uh, on this planet, God has placed a dream in their hearts and um, my desire is to help pull that dream out and show people uh, mm. how to take it and make it a reality. So I'm a, a drummer, a speaker, a teacher, and a writer. And uh, I finally figured out maybe five, six years ago that God fashioned me after four characters in the Bible. Um, I'm an evangelist like, uh, like um, uh, John the Baptist. So I have an evangelistic nature. I'm a minstrel, a musician like David, uh, with a, a teaching spirit like Paul and an encouraging spirit like a Barnabas. So at any given moment in my life or any day, uh, I, I, my life is a fusion of all four of those sort of spirits. Mm -hmm. One minute I could be playing the drums, the next minute I could be writing, the next minute I could be teaching. Uh, all of those are just tools in which to reach people, to help people, to communicate. Music opens certain doors uh, that the others don't. Speaking opens doors that the music doesn't. Writing opens doors and touches people that n neither of them do. So I'm no different than anyone watching this broadcast in the sense that we've all been given different gifts. Now, some of us, um, some of us recognize our gifts and are operating in them. Some of us do not recognize our gifts and are not operating in them. Some of us recognize the gifts, but haven't risen up in courage and faith to operate in them. And some have no idea at all. But I believe that if you ask the Lord, he'll show you what he gave you. Mm. So uh, say that it's like the parable of the talents. Like God has given something to everyone. Now, you yeah. might not like the gift that he gave you, but you've got to embrace it. It's almost like in Christmas morning, you know, you might be more jealous that your brother or sister got the Lincoln Logs or the race car <laughs> set. But once you embrace what you have and then work with it, then you'll find joy in that. Wow. You know, God's been speaking to me about how he's turning life around for his people and exactly what you were just saying. You know, sometimes we look at other people and we think they got something better than us. And, uh, you know, I believe God is ready to turn sorrow into joy and uh, mourning into dancing. And like I was saying, sudden breakthroughs to turn life around. You know, if you'll get used to, um, uh, you know, working with what God gave you. Uh, so yeah. tell us a little bit about your journey. How did it all begin for Zorro? Well, I, I grew up in uh, I grew up with a single immigrant mother from Mexico, and wow. she had the enormous task of raising seven children alone. So we grew up very impoverished, started off in Compton, California, eventually moved to a little town called Grant. Straight Pat, out of Oregon. Compton. Straight out of Compton. <laughs> and it was really the juxtaposition between growing up in the hood and then moving to a rural place like Oregon. It's like the difference between 
going from the set of Sanford and Son in the 70s to the set of the Waltons or Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> it was so polar opposite. But wow. in all the hardship, uh, God uh, revealed himself, and my mother was a believer. And so faith was always uh, a part of our life and a part of our survival. So I don't have any regrets about growing up very difficult because that taught me uh, tenacity and hard work. And, mm. and it taught me how to believe and trust God for every next bit of provision, you know, because we barely, we survive from day to day, you know, mm. uh, but so anyway, but I believe the dreams that God placed in my life, he placed in my heart very early on. I was drawn to music. The first concert I went to at the age of seven was a gift from uh, a lady friend of my mother's who saw that I liked music and rhythm and uh, she got me tickets to go see The Temptations and Diana wow. Ross in the, in the 60s in Long Beach in the late 60s. Uh, so that really sparked me on fire. And then my mother took me when I was 12 to see Frank Sinatra in concert in Portland, Oregon. And that changed my life. So uh, people always say, you know, uh, how did you get started or what got you started? And I always say, like, whatever your whatever your gift is, it's there's like a magnetic pull towards it. So I had this gift of rhythm and drumming. All I had to do to activate it was be by it, see it, hear it, watch another drummer play. And all of a sudden something in me came alive. So the one question people could always ask themselves is what activity when you think about most you doing it or imagining yourself doing it makes you, your spirit come alive because sometimes those are clues as to what we carry. Not always, because sometimes we could entertain delusions of grandeur and we don't have any gifting in that area at all. But yeah. a lot of times, like for me, I, I wanted to be a writer when I was a little kid. I wanted to be a preacher and I wanted to be a drummer. And those were desires in me from early on. And, and I worked really, really hard by faith to develop each one. Mm. Um, so I, I look at it like God already gave us the gifts he gave us. So the Holy Spirit is the helper, not the doer. A lot of people are waiting for the Holy Spirit to do it when he's waiting for you to activate your faith by taking action. Uh, it, I, I, I've been a risk taker all my life. I've always had courage. I've gone after things and I've always spoken things in faith, even when the circumstances were the opposite. I didn't speak things in faith when everything was going good. I spoke those things that were not as though they were when nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. And I uh, continued to stay uh, positive affirmations and make decrees and declarations. I still have a piece of paper from when I was 16 years old. This is before I understood about prophesying or making decrees or declarations, but God was teaching me already. I have a piece of paper when I was 16 that said, I had five things on it, all my goals that I wanted to be a world-renowned drummer, that I wanted to be married. It's, all, it's amazing because I still have the piece of paper and I go, wow, I was dreaming out loud with God. But that's the first part. The other part that people neglect to do is the work that it takes to do it. Yes. Uh, so you know that I wrote a book called Soar, mm. uh, which is yes. about you know living God's dream for your life. So it's about three things, which is it's about— It's an excellent book, first, by the way. Well, thank you, Marty. <clears throat> I would uh, so highly first, recommend to our audience to uh, go to your website and buy 10 copies of it. You know, give them away. Yeah, They're, it's powerful. They'll have to uh, email me through my website because it's no longer on Amazon. I only sell them directly to people. But anyway, I'm not 
trying to pitch the book. I'm trying to tell you what I wrote and why I wrote it. Uh, I wrote SOAR because God had put it in my heart to teach other people how to live out that dream. Because we're never going to be uh, fulfilled. I don't say happy because we're not going to always be happy no matter what we do. Yes. But I'm talking about fulfillment and, and meaning, meaning a meaningful life of I'm living out my calling. We're never going to be satisfied unless we are walking in that calling. And there's so many Christians that are not walking in their calling because they don't have the tools. They don't understand. So the book, the Lord wrote the book through me over a period of a few years. But the first thing it's about is discovering. We, we're here to discover what God gave us, the gifts yes. and the abilities. We're here to discover it, to uncover it. Then uh, we are accountable to develop it. That's all on us. And it's for the purpose of deploying it. So it is to be used. So the book uh, came to me through you know, prophetic visions over a period of a few years. And the Lord would wake me up at three o'clock in the morning to write it. But it's nine life principles that God showed me. And then there was times when uh, you prophesied, other people prophesied over me. And they would, and you would say, the Lord is going to reduplicate you. The things that He put in you, He's going to reduplicate it, so you can duplicate it into others and teach others what the Lord has taught me. And then that's exactly what my ministry is about. That's exactly what my books are about. My teachings are about are about really teaching people how to discover that thing. And there's a whole process for how you discover what God gave you. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole process for how you develop those things. And there's a process for how you deploy them. But I honestly think that if all the Christians watching this were really fully walking out in their gifting and calling, we could make such a tremendous difference. And I think that Christians can have a tendency to think of gifts and talents as, as only a few things. They'll think of it as only musicians, actors, writers, or athletes, as if those are the only gifts that God's given to men. Right. Uh, and there's multitudes of gifts God has given to men. Mm. Uh, and I think it's also Christians make the mistake of going, man, those people are so mega talented, man. They're going to be responsible for all that talent. And it just discounts them from having to work on what they have. I've been around the most successful people in the world from the co-founder of Microsoft, Paul Allen, to movie stars and rock stars and sports stars and preacher moguls and business moguls. And I have learned that the, the, the more I've hung out with these people, the more I realized how hard they work to develop that gift or talent. But to everyone else, it appears as they're just gifted, yeah. that they, that they all just came to them. You can't make yourself be athletic. You can't mm. make yourself have a great voice. But if you have that gift, you have to turn it into something. And then when you do, it looks like it just came without any effort. And that's not true. Yeah. I've tried to make myself athletic and it just didn't work. <laughs> you know, it just, it's Maybe. not my thing. I'm not built that way. Uh, but I, I did have a musical bent and so God, um, he gave me gifting there. And so I spent years, uh, de developing that and qualifying that. And, uh, I think some people miss it there, uh, because God wants you to do your part. And, uh, Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief uh, does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. God wants people to fulfill their destiny. And uh, the devil wants to discourage people and, and keep people from doing what they were built uh, and created to do. You know, when God was leading his people th with Moses and through Moses into the promised land, 
Um, Moses sent out 12 spies to spy out the land uh, that God promised that they would possess, you know, their inheritance or their gifts from God. And uh, we all have promises God wants us to possess. And uh, I always ask the question, uh, what do you see in your inheritance? What do you believe God's created you to do or to possess? Because it's going to take battle to go get it. You know, 10 of the spies only saw bad giants and, um, you know, bad things and wickedness, and they ran back with a distorted vision, and they knew they would be defeated. Uh, But two, uh, two men, Joshua and Caleb, returned with a good report, and they pleaded with the people to believe God, to fight through and possess what God promised uh, was, was theirs to have. And I equate that to fulfilling destiny uh, because uh, people have a tendency to listen to the negative and the fearful and the weak reports. And um, yes, they saw giants, but uh, Joshua and Caleb said, but we also saw huge fruit. We saw grapes. We saw all kinds of fruit in the in, uh, produce in the promised land like we've never seen before. Uh, And this is what you have to look forward to. And they were willing to pay whatever price to get there. You know, they were outnumbered uh, 10 to 2 uh, by those who had the negative report. Uh, But out of the millions that came out of Egypt, only two of them went into the promised land and possessed their destiny. Wow. Well, and and that's just it. So what do we learn from that? That in the end... This is what I've learned in my journey. In the end, the only thing that you know and I know that pleases God is faith. That's it. He's not, there's nothing else that pleases him where faith is not operative. So in my life, every struggle that I've had, and there's been many, uh, and look at it this way like, we know there's an enemy, we know there's an adversary. How good of an enemy and an adversary would he be if he just let you live out God's dream without any challenge? Right. Mm-hmm. He's not going to no, no enemy is going to let you do that. So you have to expect battles. You have to expect expect challenges and setbacks and disappointments. But it's faith that has carried me over all those things. And I've always uh, it's like that the Proverbs 423 above all else, guard your heart mm. or from it springs forth all of the issues of life. So I have guarded my heart, but I've guarded my childlike heart, which means I still believe like a child that God can do miraculous things. And I'm, I, I daydream with the Lord all the time about so powerful. incredible things. And, and then, and then God does them. Yes. I mean, he gave me prophetic dreams about Paul Allen, the co-founder of Microsoft. And, you know, three, three to six months later, I was traveling with him on his $240 million yacht called the octopus. But as he, as, as I dream those things at night, I just began to pray uh, Lord, if you ever want to use me to reach this man or touch this man or, you know, I, so I, I, I have guarded my childlike faith against all of the skepticism of the world and all the skeptics and all the, all the doubters and the naysayers and the negative people. And I've always looked at the glass half full. And even when I look back at all the challenges and battles that I've had in my life that are that are not any different than anyone else's. I always look back at them with fondness and say, thank you so much that each one of those battles, you taught me something and that yes. you helped me overcome. 
I never look at it like, oh, why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that? I always thank him for what he has done. I look at God like a friend, like because he is. So so how how good of a friend would it be if 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 I constantly kept asking Marty for something every day, but I never thanked him for all the things he has done. So mm. you've done things for me for years and years and years, but I keep asking for more and more, but I never thank you for anything you have done. So I always come to each day like with gratitude for everything God has done. No, I don't like the battles and challenges, but I thank him that I could see his hand in it. I could see his faithfulness. I could see how he got me from one thing to the next. But here's the reason I work hard and fight hard with my faith, with my gifts and talents, because I know that my days are numbered and so is everyone's days out there that are watching. And so I wanna impact as many people is humanly possible with the lifespan that I have. I look at it like this. Life is a limited time offer. For a limited amount of time, God offers you life. So now it's about how are you going to make the most of that time? Mm. And here's what I've learned being with the poorest in the world and the richest in the world is that there's no difference between the poor and the rich in terms of stewardship of time. Nobody gets more than 24 hours a day and nobody gets more than one body to do life in. So you have to be a steward of your time, whether you're rich or poor, and you have to steward the only body that you have to do this life in. So I look at, and I, I tell this to my children, I say, you know, you don't belong to me. You belong to the Lord. I'm just the lucky guy who gets to be the landlord. But one day I'm going to have to answer for how the landlord took care of the master's property. And I see that with my, with my talent, with my uh, wife, my children, my possessions, everything. I'm a renter. Everything belongs to God. Everything will go back to God. But I want to multiply all of those things. And I want to go back to him and say, you know, you gave me these four talents. I, I, I turned it into all of this, but not for me and not for my glory. Uh, and here's the, here's the key to the whole thing. God wants us to be excellent. God wants us to reach a level of excellence because excellence demands the attention of the world. And when you're excellent at something, the world pays attention. The world listens to you. So now that becomes your platform to share that it's to share the Lord and to share what he's done in your life. The, the problem is when people reach excellence, usually arrogance comes with it. And then God gets no glory because it's all a journey of self. So you only have two ways to live your life. You can either live a life of self or you can live a life of service. There are no other ways. So I've chosen to live a life of service in which I view everything that I do, all the accolades, all the praise, all the people I have hobnob with, I view it all as opportunities to reach people with the love of God. It's all just a, a, a conduit for me to be his expression mm -hmm. in all those forms. So I see myself as a servant, not someone being served. Yeah. And uh, and that's not the mantra of most people <clears throat> in Hollywood or most people with success. And the problem is when you make the world all about you, um, you never find any fulfillment because God, every creature that God has made, uh, he's their identity. They find their identity in serving angels and human beings. We find our identity in serving. We don't find our identity in being served and we don't find any joy in being served because the joy is in the giving, and I have yet to meet a self-centered, selfish person that was full of joy and happiness. They don't exist. Yeah. So, yeah, he wants us to be excellent. He wants us to develop our gifts. He wants us to use whatever platform we have, however little, however big, 
He's going to judge each one of us on what we have, but he wants us to use it so that people will find out about who he is through you. My gifts connect me with a certain uh, demographic of people, the writing, the speaking, the teaching, the preaching. Your gifts are going to connect you with a different demographic of people that I'll never reach. So one is not better than the other. Uh, they're all important because each skill that we have, each job that we do puts us in touch with different kinds of people. And you you might be the only uh, reference or Jesus they'll ever meet is the Jesus who lives inside of you through those gifts, through those talents. So they're very, very important to develop and to uh, and to um, use and deploy and make they're there to impact the world and make a difference with. And it doesn't so matter from the world's greatest at anything. It just matters that you keep getting better and better at something, yeah. you know, and that you, 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 you're growing it. You have to look at your investment like a stock, like before you were born, before Marty and Zora were born, God deposited a billion dollars in a Swiss bank account for us, but it's a billion dollars of potential, which means we've got to go to the bank every day and make withdrawals. I don't want to get to the end of my life and God's going to say, what'd you do with the billion dollars? Oh, I, I, uh, I was lazy. I was complacent. I was indifferent. I, I didn't do anything, you know, to discover your, to, to develop your gift is, is a process of discovery. It's a process of curiosity and risk-taking. But the whole point is I want to say, Hey, you gave me a billion dollars of potential. I turned it into 2 billion. Here yes. you go. You know? and I, I'm not saying, Oh, I spent $2 of that. $3 of that. So right. it, he gives everything he gives us. It's in the form of a seed and it starts off small. And then as you plant that seed, as you protect it, as you water it, as you nurture it, as you fertilize it, it grows to more, but he doesn't give you anything that doesn't start in a small form. Well, I hope my audience is listening to this. This is such good wisdom and, and uh, such great uh, insight and prophetic is all over this, you know, I just believe exactly what he's saying is is uh, what I've been trying to um, really bring out to the audience here is that, you know, God has placed eternity in our hearts or he's put that prophetic destiny in us. And that's what is burning like that uh, burning flame within them. Uh, uh, Jeremiah said it's like fire shut up in my bones. And, you know, I just believe some people that are watching right now, I've had to press through years of barrenness and waiting with a burning destiny within them. But like you were saying, uh, I was thinking about Joseph. Uh, Joseph, as a young boy, he dreamed about being uh, the assistant to Pharaoh, uh, second in command. He didn't know exactly what that was, uh, but he shared his dream and he spoke it out. And the more he spoke it out, the more opposition came. You know, he's thrown into a pit, beat up by his brothers, thrown into a pit, sold as a slave. Uh, Potiphar, who bought him, uh, accused him wrongly. Uh, his wife did and uh, put him in jail. And years later, he interprets a couple dreams and, uh, and then nothing happens. Uh, but all along, he's continuing to stay excellent and, and uh, keep that dream alive. And God suddenly opens the door many years later. You know, and I just sense that there's a lot of people watching right now uh, that God wants to take them from barrenness to blossoming and bountifulness. 
uh, from frustration to fulfillment in finishing what you started. Uh, from a holding pattern to holding your inheritance, amen. From battling to survive uh, to battling to possess what is rightfully yours. You know, uh, Caleb was 85 years old when he took that mountain. Uh, and it was the mountain where the giant king lived, the biggest one of them all. And I know you've been on giant mountains yourself. Uh, but it, you didn't get there overnight. You had to press through and you had to continue to stay excellent and keep that prophetic vision alive within you. And uh, until you got to the place where you said, give me my mountain and your preparation met the door of opportunity. And uh, I just want you to encourage some folks that are feeling like they've been waiting and, and hanging in there. I believe we're we're gonna we're entering into a time where inheritance uh, is going to be available, but you're gonna have to fight for it. Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely, and I've been in those periods of long waiting, and they're no fun. But there are certain there are certain dreams that God gave me, and there are certain there's a timing in God's kingdom for certain things. Now, with all of us human beings, we want it all to be now. That's just the nature of humans. We just, we don't have any patience. So we get a prophetic word. We want it to happen tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know, but, but God, I look at it like, if you ever watched the movie Braveheart, there's yes. that scene where Mel Gibson's got all the blue crazy face paint on and um, all the enemy is coming from him. The the English are coming for him and his Scotsman and, um, and he's going back and forth on the horse, and he's he's telling all of his men to wait. The Englishmen are coming closer and closer and closer. He, he gets, wait, wait. And then at the right precise moment, he says, pull. And so right when it was going to be the most effective, they pulled all those spears up. that they And that was a secret that the enemy didn't know. They had shaven these long trees into spears, and then they raised them up. And then when the enemy came with their horses, they all the horses and the enemy got killed with those. Now, my point is, if he would have had them launched at any time before, it would have not had the impact. It yes. wouldn't have been as effective. So I've learned that in my life, there are certain things that I'm waiting on. I'm, I'm wanting it to happen now, and I'm tired of waiting. It's been years. And I go, you know what? God has proven in my past that he has a perfect timing for everything. And there are things that he's doing in us. See, here's what he's interested in. He could make us, he could make all of our visions or dreams come true immediately if he wanted to. Right. It's not about that. It's about who we're becoming. Mm. People forget that. It's yeah. about who we're becoming in the process of the toil, of the labor, of the pain, of the disappointment. And the, the most important thing when you mentioned about Joseph is that Joseph kept his heart right. He could have been bitter at all that. He could have said, God's forsaken me. He could have you know, said, woe is me. But of course he was disappointed like anybody would be, but he still kept his heart right. And he still said, wherever I'm at, I'm going to be a man of excellence. So if I'm in the prison system and I'm in jail, I'm going to be excellent. And that's my word for everybody out there. While you're waiting to take possession of that land and that dream, and you're not there yet, don't be discouraged. Know that by faith it will come, but just go, okay, Lord, I've had to lay certain things on the shelf. I, I wrote a book called The Big Gig 
which became a very successful book in the music business. It's a 440 page book on how to live out your dream as an artist, as a musician. The vision started 30 years before the book came out. It started as an article in a, in a teen fan magazine when I used to tour with the new edition and Bobby Brown. And it was just called Zorro show business tips. It was a four page article <laughs> on just how to break into show. And, and that's all it was. But that, was the beginning of a vision that then took 30 years later. And then I wrote a 440 page book, but I had to live all of those things out so that when I yeah. wrote it, it had the depth of somebody who'd experienced it, who'd lived it. But when I first tried to get it published, it was turned down by everybody. Yet it was a vision that God gave me. And I was disappointed. Mm. I was like, man, did I miss my timing or did I miss what? And I remember you actually prophesied over me and you didn't even know I was working on the book. And you said, I see you. Uh, I see you writing a book. I see pages being collated. And and I remember your specific word is the Lord says it's time to finish it up because I kept going over it and over and over and over. And you said it's time to finish. This is all that this needs to be that the Lord wants it to be. He's going to give you the ability to edit, to promote, to all those things. And that's when I knew, okay, I'm done because I kept going around and around. I waited a two or three years after it got turned down. I, I didn't quit on the vision. I just put it on the shelf. So sometimes God will ask you to put something on the shelf, not that you're permanently putting it away, but I go, okay, I've tried my hardest in my own strength to make it happen. Yeah. And I have not been able to make it happen. So I will leave well enough alone and visit that when God puts that on my heart again. Yeah. Then three years later, I realized what I had written, I had turned into a much better writer. And I wrote the whole thing over. And that's about when you prophesied over me and said that. And I had worked on it and worked on it. And then the timing was right. God brought the right publisher who wanted who, who let me do everything I wanted to do. If if there was any other publisher who did it, they would have cut out all my Christian principles. But this was a secular publisher, and they said, and the and the guy said, he goes, I love all your spiritual stuff. Keep all that in there. People need that. Nobody says that as a secular publisher. Right. But so it was God's divine timing. And I had to wait those few years. So good. So and I've done this all my life. There's times when you just have to put the dream on the altar and go, Yes. Maybe yeah. I missed it. Maybe I didn't. But if I did, then redirect my compass. But if I didn't, then wherever I'm at right now, I'm going to do the best work. So if you got me at Walmart right now, if you got me in a janitorial position, hey, I was a janitor in my own high school. So I speak from experience. God has literally had me cleaning the toilets. And then I traveled with the world's richest man. So I've been from the bottom to the top. But everywhere God has placed me, whatever job he gave me, I always said, I'm going to do my best work where I'm at right now until he brings me the other work. And what a lot of people do is they don't have a work ethic and they go, when I get that dream job, when my thing happens, when the dream comes to pass, then I'll work really hard. Then I'll be a giver. Then I'll follow the Lord. Well, if you're not a giver when you're poor, you'll never be a giver when you're rich. If you don't have faith in, in the trenches when nothing's happening, you won't have faith when everything's happening because it doesn't require faith. Uh, so my, my word to everybody is wherever it is that God has you, decide and accept that this is where I'm at at the moment, but I'm going to give it my all. And if my dream never came to pass, I'm going to be faithful to God that this is where you have me. I will give, give you everything I have mm. and then trust in him to bring the vision and the dream to come to pass in the right time, but also be willing to go back and retool, recalibrate 
reassess, hit the rebut, reboot button, because that's what I had to do with my book, The Big Gig. I had to recalibrate the whole thing because I realized I had a lot of good ideas, but my writing skills were not there. And then I developed by working really, really hard. If you were to look at my library right now, I probably have a hundred books I'm looking at that are all in the art of writing. I never went to college for that because I went to music school. So if God gives you a vision for something, then you got to get after it and go, well, I got to learn because it's obviously within me to be a writer, but now I have to learn the skill of a writer. I have to learn how to tell a story, how to edit. And all those things is the process of which it takes to then fulfill the dream. But he wouldn't give you the dream if it's impossible for you to do it. Yeah. It's possible, but it will require everything you've got. Mm. Mostly it's a mental attitude of like, I can do this because God's empowered me to do this. I will do my work and then I will ask God to do his work. What I've not been able to do in my own life is give myself favor. I cannot give myself favor. What I can do is say, I'm going to be the best drummer I can be, the best writer I can be. And here's the thing. Don't compare yourselves to other people. I'm a writer. There's a million writers, but nobody writes exactly like Zorro. And nobody plays drums exactly like Zorro. And nobody speaks or teaches. So at some point, I had to embrace the uniqueness of me, not in a prideful way, but in, in not, not worrying about how do I measure up towards this speaker or towards this drummer. <clears throat> you, get, you get 10 great actors to play Elvis Presley or Martin Luther King and 10 of the best actors in the world to play. Each one's going to do a great job, but each one would do it slightly differently. Mm. And that's the thing. You have something unique in you, the, the people watching, you guys. You have something unique in you. I look at it like God has given you a secret melody, but it's a melody for only you to sing. So what you do might be something that millions of other people do. You might be a teacher. You might be, you know, an accountant. You might be a lawyer, a doctor. You might be a helper. You might be uh, somebody who, you know, cleans the church, whatever. Millions of other people or thousands of other people do the same thing. You can't concern yourself with that. You go, I'm going to do this the best that I can the way I do it. And that's the song, that's the melody, because every teacher connects with different students in a different way. If you've ever had a teacher in school that you really liked, it wasn't the subject that, that connected you with them. It was you liked them and you liked the way they taught. And other people hated that same teacher. So we all connect with different writers, different musicians, different speakers, different teachers, different lawyers, different accountants, different doctors. And so just go, hey, I am an original and I'm going to embrace who it is that God made me. I'm going to learn from everybody. I'm going to learn from all the masters. I'm going to read all the books. I'm going to study everything. And in the end, it just comes out you. But you have to learn the principles, and you cannot forsake the process of learning the principles of excellence in any field of endeavor. And once yeah. you do that, you go, I'm giving it my all. Now the rest that I can't do is give myself favor. So, Lord, I will do the excellent work, and I will pray that you will open the doors and lead me to the next place. And God has a way of elevating you when you live that way. And also when you keep yourself humble. And so I'm always like, Lord, I, I'm your servant. What do you want me to do? And, and I have taken every kind of assignment under the sun. I've spoken for thousands of people or millions of people on television. And yet I've, I've went and spoken at trailer parks where there's a startup church of six people and drove three or four hours to go do it. So nothing is beneath me and nothing is above me. And 
that's the kind of heart that I've tried to develop. And then in doing that, well, then God will open a door and all of a sudden I'm with the world's richest guy. Why? Because he's trusted me with all the small uh, assignments that most people would just wouldn't even bother with because like, no, no, I need to do the big thing. I need to do the big thing. I just say, here's my advice to you. Say yes to everything that God presents to you. And in that life of faithfulness and obedience, he will entrust you with more. It's a biblical principle. Amen. It's all about entrusting your stewardship with more. And so don't give up the dream. Lay it on the altar if you need to, because sometimes it's just a timing thing. He doesn't want something to launch prematurely until it's going to be its most effective. And yeah. maybe you do need to go and reassess, what haven't I done that God's asked me to do? What haven't I learned that God's asked me to do? And then if you've done everything, then now you've done everything and you can wait in patience. But keep making those decrees and keep speaking those things by faith and keep listening to your prophetic words or the prophetic words of the Bible. I mean, Marty, you of all people know that like I, the prophetic words I've received in my life I listen to like Zorro's greatest hits. Some <laughs> some words happen right away. Some words resonate immediately. Some words have taken two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. It doesn't matter because in five years from now, I'll be five years older. So I might as well just keep living. And again, if faith is the only thing that pleases God, then I'd rather die in faith and having seen some of my dreams come to pass, maybe not all of them, but I would have honored God because I believe for all of them. And then I'm not going to shake my fist or wave my hand at God. I'm not going to get mad at God if something didn't happen the way I wanted to, because a lot of people get angry and God didn't do this and God didn't do that. Why didn't he do this? Why did he do that? I just go, thank you for what you did do. You yeah. did so much more than I deserved. You gave me so much more grace and mercy and love than I literally deserve in my life. So I've already won because you yeah. offered me eternity in my heart. And I know that that's where I'm going to be. And there's mysteries we'll never understand here, but I say stand in faith and faith, as you said, is action. Faith also means risk. You know, Joshua and Caleb, they were willing to take the risk. Nobody yep. else saw what they saw as the potential. Like, yeah, there's giants there, but we serve the Lord. It's like David. Yeah. That giant up today, I'm going to serve your head to the, to the, to the, birds of the air. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he saw a giant. Everybody else saw a giant. But it's like, what what do you see by faith? Yeah. You know, what do you see by faith and say, yeah, that that might be there. You know, it's like I saw that guy, Russell Wilson, uh, the, the quarterback of the Seahawks on TV after they went to the Super Bowl or uh, wanted mm -hmm. or something like that. And he said his father, Archie, used to tell him, you know, hey, you know, somebody's got to be a star quarterback. Somebody's got to go, go, go uh, to the Super Bowl. Why not me? Why not you? And I say the same thing to all of you. Why not you? Yeah. You know, like, so when I, when I audition for something really big or when I go for something that seems like it's above my ability, I go, why not me? I serve yeah. God. God, you know, right. so God is just looking for that childlike faith, but it has to be activated by actual work, by actual discipline, by dedication, by persistence. So and good. You have to You know, I think some people get caught up in their mistakes and their misfires in life. And, you know, I don't think they realize that God already calculated all that into his plan and his calculations, calculations for your destiny. You know, mm -hmm. if you think you've missed his timing, he's the one who redeems our time. You know, when you yeah. buy something back from the pawn shop, you're redeeming it. And, you know, he's our redeemer, including redeeming our time. 
meaning that he buys it back and gives it back to us. You know, if we keep that childlike faith, uh, he'll redeem our time. And, you know, some people think, well, I'm too old to fulfill my destiny. And, and, and they stop and ask some, uh, uh, stop and ask for some kind of biblical evidence that I'm not too old. Well, consider Abraham and Sarah, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. how about There's David? He got the, a promise of being king when he was 12 years old and 24 years later or so he was given the throne of Israel. And, you know, um, Jacob, he wrestled with God after many years of just living like a, like a hoodlum for a while. And, uh, he was, he was a charlatan. He tricked this one, he tricked that one. And, and then he reaped a lot of what he sowed. And uh, one night he's wrestling with God, and God's wrestling with him all night long. And, uh, you know, I think there's many people out there wrestling with God right now, you know. But what happened with Jacob? God showed him, your timing is in my hands. You know, and he dissolved his past limitations and said, you're not the swindler. You're not the crooked guy anymore. You're the blessed uh, you're not Jacob any longer, and you're not your past anymore, I should say. And uh, you're now you're Israel. You're a prince with God. And, you know, some people just don't realize God has the right timing. And uh, he works with us until we let go of all the past junk and comparing to each other or, or comparing to ourselves. You know, in the Garden of Eden, uh, Eve looked at the Tree of Life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and the the serpent deceived her. And the Bible says she saw good. And uh, and the devil said, are you sure you're not supposed to partake of this fruit? If you do this, uh, will you really die? Uh, but really what God was saying is uh, the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, what, he, what they started doing is they started measuring our li- their lives by the good and evil that they did, rather than by the grace of God on their life. Um, He said that God doesn't want you to eat this because you'll be like God. And they were already like God. The devil does the same thing today, keeping people from their destiny by getting them uh, to measure themselves by the good and the evil that they do. And uh, God's not looking at that, you know. Uh, He's looking at... the destiny that he put inside of you, and will you walk with him? Will you have an excellent spirit? Uh, will you stop comparing this good thing with that good thing versus your things? And did I blow it too bad? No, God is involved in all of this, and he's taking us um, to a place of destiny, which uh, has the word destination in there. He's got a plan and a road for us to travel. I like what you said that God redeems the mistakes because we are hardest on ourselves than anybody. Each Amen. individual watching there crucifies themselves daily for all the mistakes they've made. Gosh, I missed this. I missed that. I botched it. I didn't do this. I should have done this earlier or whatever. But God redeems all that. The other thing is God has dreams for us that are age and season appropriate. So for an example, like when I was a kid, uh, growing up in the 60s and 70s, they had that little thing. It was like a doodle board 
uh, not Etch-a-Sketch, but it was something you would draw on with like a, a plastic pencil and it would be on this little acetate. And then you would lift the sheet and it would go and you could draw something else. Well, the Lord showed me something prophetically once. He said, this is this is what I do with people. So let's say he, God's had this perfect plan for you all your life and you're 75. But every day you didn't follow the plan and every day you missed it. He just lifts it up. And he writes a new destiny starting today. If this person obeyed me and followed me today, I have rewritten the whole script starting today. So every mm. day that you miss it, every mistake that you make, he just lifts that acetate and starts over and goes, oh, my servant is finally going to listen to me at 75. So, And they're only going to live another five years, but they're going to fulfill something great in those five years. So Amen. there are certain dreams, like let's say God's uh, vision for you is for you to be a baseball player. But for whatever reason, you were discouraged by your family. You didn't believe it. You lacked the courage. People talked you out of it. The enemy shot you up and you just, you didn't do it. So you missed that one. But God's full of grace. He goes, guess what? My, my servant missed the baseball thing. Now they're 85. I have another dream for them at 85 to utilize their life, their past, their background, their mistakes, their cultural yes. background. Everything you've ever done could now be used to fulfill this next vision and dream. And most of God's visions and dreams, if, if I could say this to people to help them, it's never about us. It's mm -hmm. about who will be blessed through us so as we live out the dream. As I live out the dream yeah. of being a drummer and a speaker and a teacher and a writer, yes. as I'm living out that dream, I'm affecting multitudes of people with each of those forms. That's what the dream is for. The dream is about whose life I'm going to change. And the question to ask yourself every day, people, is this. Whose life is getting better because you're alive? I always yeah. ask myself, who, who, whose life is better because I'm here? How have I made a difference just in my daily life? And then invite the Lord to be in your daily life. We all know what we have to do, you know, in our daily agenda. We go, I got to do this. I got to go to the grocery store. I got to work here. I got to, you know, but in that, where is the father's business? In your daily business, where's the father's business? So you just say, I invite you to be with me, to live out this dream in the daily. Because in the daily, you'll you'll find these Holy Spirit moments at the grocery store, at your job, or a phone call that you didn't plan on. And all of a sudden, if you're responsive to it, you are able to make impact. Sometimes I'm working at the gym where I work out, but then I use that as my office. And I'll be on my laptop doing church business stuff because I'm uh, I'm a minister, I'm a pastor at a, a big church in Northern California called Bayside. I'm one of the many pastors there. But anyway, I will be doing my stuff, right? And someone will come up to me, a random person will just kind of want to start chit-chatting. And I could tell from the Holy Spirit, this person wants to talk. This person needs something that I have. So I will close the laptop. I will put away the, the, the business of church and actually be the church because the church is about people. And so sometimes we get so wrapped up in doing whatever it is that we're doing, that we forget the Father's business is people. And whatever business we're in, we're, we're in contact with people. So the dream, whatever that dream is, it means nothing if it's not affecting and impacting people in some kind of positive way. And you could do that, ladies and gentlemen, at any age you're at, yes. with whatever disappointments you've gone through, whatever you didn't accomplish does not matter. It matters what you do now for the rest of your life and just decide, hey, I'm going to let God rewrite this destiny. I might have botched it for most of my whole life. So what? God's grace, like you said, he redeems that. 
He's full of mercy, compassion, grace, love, yes. kindness. He's just gent like a good parent. A good parent that loves their kid even though they're screwing up, right? They just keep trying to bring them back to the light, bring them back to the right thing. But he's the best parent ever. So don't give up on yourself because God hasn't given up on you. Amen. And you're not, it ain't like my friend Lenny Kravitz saying, and I played on the song, it ain't over till it's over. Yes. You know, until you draw your last breath, you have a chance to, to, so focus on how can I impact more people with my life, with my platform, with my resources, with what I've been given. And then, and then through that, that is the dream. The dream is like, touching more that's my dream is touching as many lives as i can with the four little tiny gifts that i have yeah. and i offer them wherever i go uh, you know i'm not good at a bazillion other things you can ask my wife and children but i'm good at four <laughs> things and those four things i've developed and worked at really really hard so it's i can hire really rich <laughs> excellent zorro you know um you know i, I think about that scripture uh, I'll restore the years that the canker worm and the palm worm and the locust stayed away. I'll give you those years back. You know, I'll restore them to you. And uh, and I've seen that in my life. I've seen that in your life. And uh, mm -hmm. we've seen that in many lives. And, and I wonder if you'd pray for our audience as we come yeah. to a close now. Yeah. Uh, if you'll pray for them and just inspire them and and release that grace upon them that they're going to make it doesn't matter what the time frame says uh, doesn't matter if they feel like they've missed it they don't need to compare to others or even to their mistakes god's not even remembering those things uh, but pray for them today uh, so that right. they can really get up and and hit a, a grand slam home run well father god first of all i just thank you for marty I thank you for just what a warrior this guy is, what a personal friend he's been to mine. I told him earlier today he's made one of the greatest impacts and difference on my life. And he's doing that now globally around the world. Thank you for, I pray for increased platform, increased provision, increased favor. This guy is the real deal. And I've been around lots of ministries in 30 some years. And Marty is the most genuine, uh, loving, kind-hearted guy, but he is, I've always called him the Bruce Lee of the prophetic. He is a man of excellence, hears from God, and uses his gift um, everywhere. Uh, anyone he meets, he uses his gift. So first of all, bless him, bless this show, bless this podcast, his family. And then Lord, bless everyone who is watching and listening to this podcast, Lord. I pray for just a renewed sense of uh, hope, new beginnings. Sometimes people feel like they're at the end of their rope or they've missed yes. it and it's, it's all downhill, but it's not true, Lord. Those are lies from the enemy. Every day and every moment in your kingdom is a chance for a fresh start over. So I pray for a start over. I pray that you would download revelation, mm. the revelation of what they need to do, the battle strategies for where they're at. Do they need to just continuously wait patiently on the Lord? Do they need to activate something by doing something differently? Do they need to reassess something? Do they need to recalibrate something? Or do they need to just keep keeping on? Do they need to renew their faith and their hope? And I pray that whatever the assignment you have for them, and for those who don't know what their gifts or talents are, I pray that you would reveal to them what that is. And to those who don't have a dream, I pray that you would visit them 
in the day, in the night. Lord, you speak so many ways to mankind. It could be through prophetic dreams and visions. It could be through a song, through a movie, through a conversation, through a thought that you put in their head. I just pray for dreams to be activated, faith to be activated, courage to be activated, and also forgiveness, self-forgiveness, to the people to forgive themselves for for the times they missed it, the times they were lazy and complacent and indifferent and didn't rise up and take risks or chances. I pray for the your mercy and your grace yes, to Lord. cover all that. But I just pray for hope uh, to be renewed. But I pray that there would be a commitment inside of them that whatever come what may, I'm going to serve the Lord. And my goal, my dream is to affect people with whatever tools God has given me, because that is the ultimate dream is how many souls we can take to heaven and how many souls we affected down here on earth in a positive way. Mm. Not everyone we affect will, will receive you. And we don't know who will and who won't. But we are called to be the light of the world, yes. to be the love of God, to demonstrate his love, his kindness, his mercy to yes. all people, not just Christian people. So, Father, yes. I pray that you would just activate the real purpose of our lives, which is to make a difference while we're here. And I pray for the restoration of broken relationships and families that have been broken and torn apart through fights and different things because some of our dreams get crushed when relationships get squashed and then we give up so i pray for a restoration of relationships i pray for a softening of the hearts that people that have hardened their hearts towards uh friends that have alienated them or family members that they would soften their hearts and that they would walk in forgiveness and when they do they would be free from shackles to run the race of life, that nothing will uh, keep them bound anymore because they have let everything go. And I also pray whatever so needs are out there, uh, <clears throat> spiritual needs, if they're physical, financial, relational, emotional, I pray that you would meet all of those needs of the people. I just release miracles into the atmosphere. Yes, God. Miracles and and and. With the sound of music and with the next music they hear, it's going to release uh, a miracle flow. And everyone's uh, definition of a miracle is a different thing. For one person, my son's going to call me. For another person, it's I got this raise. For another person, this door opened. For another person, it's I got healed. For another person, it's like I received Jesus. So I release a plethora of miracles. And I can see angels going out right now with different handbags delivering things like trick-or-treaters just here here i got this candy for you and this one that you know so lord i release angels into the atmosphere to deliver miracles and i yes, speak God, it by agree, faith yeah. because you've given me authority and marty has taught me how to walk with authority and Jesus. faith so i command these things to be i decree them yes, uh not 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 as some meek person who's begging and asking but because it's your will and you said you're looking yes, for people God. who have faith so by faith i decree miraculous things and i by faith i expect to hear from marty that he's going to hear so many stories of people who have written in that heard something on the broadcast that changed things we're here to make spiritual shifts and changes in people's life that are eternal not just here taking up airtime and space or just talking to be heard but actually trying to invoke change from the holy spirit so we release your holy spirit yes, into the God. atmosphere this podcast and over the air to yes. touch the lives of people to renew their strength, to renew their hope, to renew faith, and to renew vision. Mm. In Jesus' mighty name, we bind and rebuke the enemy, and we release heaven and, and the provision of heaven to answer these miracles. Yes. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, that was awesome, Z. 
And uh, where can people connect with you online that are watching or listening to this? Uh, where are you on social media? Well, I'm on uh, I, my Instagram is Zorro the Drummer, Z O R O the Drummer, all one word. Uh, same thing on Facebook. Uh, they can email me if they're interested. I will show the book now because you asked me to. So this is my book called Soar. I'm trying to get it in the right angle. So <laughs> Soar. That's great. Nine, pro- nine proven keys for unlocking your limitless potential. It's no longer on Amazon. I only sell it personally, but you'd have to email me and tell me how many copies you want to buy. And it's $15. <clears throat> and I have a steady guide that goes with it. That's $10. And so that can be taught in a class that can be taught independently of me, almost like a 12 step program. It can be in a small group, a Bible study, whatever. It's all the principles on how to live out God's dream for your life. So you can just email me if you're interested in uh, the book, you could email me through my website, which is Zorro, the drummer, Z O R O the drummer.com. That's my secular career drumming website. I also have a ministry website, which is Zorro, Z-O-R-O, ministries.org. You could also email me through there. Either website, I get this, the emails in the same place. So if you're interested in the book um, and the study guide, just email me, tell me how many copies, and I'll just tell you to send me a check or a money order or Venmo or whatever. It's pretty simple. But churches and people from all, all around the country order it from me directly. It's just easier. Um Anyway, that's that's how they would connect. And, that's excellent, uh, Zorro. And uh, so uh, it's at Zorro the Drummer on social media. And then we've yep. got your websites uh, up on the screen now. And so uh, thank you for being uh, being with us here, my friend. And, and we love you and we appreciate you. And, and you've been a blessing to so many tonight. And, and uh, please come back and let's do this again. Amen? Yeah. I look forward to it. Thank you, Marty, for having me. You're a great guy. You're one of the great uh, allies in my life, and you're a blessing to everyone who's ever heard you speak a word. Well, and you're you. one of the true prophets of the modern world. You're the Bruce Lee of the prophetic. <laughs> <laughs> the Michael Jordan, the Tiger Woods of the oh, prophetic Lord. world. Uh, well, thank and you. I love having you. All right. Amen. Have a great uh, rest of your evening, and I speak blessing over the people. All right. Amen. Thank you, Zorro. Amen. Thank you, Marty. Amen. Wasn't that so powerful? You know, this has been a great time today on Speak Life, and I want to thank you for standing with us here at Speak Life, and thank you for those who have sown seed into propagating this uh, prophetic ministry. Uh, You know, we kind of approach it a little bit different, but I believe we're giving life to so many. We're speaking life uh, from the Spirit of God. You know, Jesus said, let your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth, Father. And uh, that's what we desire to do, bring the, uh, the will of God to pass in your life and, and in the many who connect with us. And uh, if you desire to sow a seed to help us continue to release the word of the Lord to the nations, uh, there are several ways that you can do that. You can partner with us uh, by uh, visiting our website, martylayton.com or lifepointchurch.cc. Or you can text any amount to the number 84321. That's 84321. Text any amount to that. Some people like mailing in their uh, their donation. You can mail it to Marty Layton, uh, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Uh, I also want to thank today's sponsor uh, for Speak Life, who is uh, a great patriot, 
Mike Lindell and, uh, and MyPillow. So if you're like me and you had difficulties falling asleep and staying asleep uh, and, and uh, having those spiritual dreams, uh, I, I had that issue until I got MyPillow. Yeah, and it really did change my life, and it'll change your life too. And God gave him a design that works. And uh, Mike is a true American patriot fighting on the front lines of this culture war uh, for the freedoms that we love here in America, the beautiful. Uh, and, you know, every product you buy adds financial support to this war against the enemies of freedom uh, right here in America. And so I want to encourage you to go to MyPillow.com, check out the products that he has available made here in the USA. Uh, and if you want to use my name, Marty, uh, M-A-R-T-Y as your promo code, you receive a deep discount on everything that you purchase there. Or if you want to call, you can call the number uh, on your screen. That's 800-859-2938. Uh, re remember to use the promo code Marty and they'll give you a great discount for doing that. And this is one way you can support this show, Speak Life, and also support the patriotic work of Mike Lindell. Amen. So I want to encourage you again tonight. Have no fear. God is working all these things together for good. God has a plan, and he's turning everything around right now. Uh, like I've shared with you before, God is waking up the mighty and rousing the warriors. You know, our God who never changes has the power to change everything for you. And remember, faith believes what you cannot see yet, but you know it's coming. Amen. So thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. Join us next week right here for more great ministry and conversations and insights with some of today's cutting-edge leaders and some revelation that I know it's going to change your life. Amen. Please take a second and subscribe to the Speak Life podcast. If you enjoyed this and you were blessed by this ministry, please leave us a five-star review. Follow me on social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Getter, Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, uh, and all the others at Marty Layton. That's at Marty Layton. You can also watch the show live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. And I want to thank you for telling others about the Speak Life show helping us to reach more people with this prophetic ministry. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Charisma Podcast Network, and anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So thank you again, and remember to keep your spiritual eyes and your spiritual ears open, because God is always talking. Amen. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.